Blog Talk Radio.
Hang in there. We're working out our technical difficulties. And y'all may be able to hear me now. If the music has stopped, we may be ready to start the show. Blog Talk has given us some technical difficulties, but we're going to work it all out. I thank you all for holding on. Thank you for holding on. Assalamu alaikum. You are tuned in to Ask Dr. Ava, Elevated Places. We will be getting started shortly. Dr. Ava trying to get in. Man, okay, people are hearing me. I'm getting text messages. Man, boy, we're having a week, y'all. We are having a week. So let me just get started. Welcome to the show. As you know, this is Dr. Ava's co-host, Brother Terrence Muhammad. We are on Elevated Places, and we got a lot of elevation needed tonight. Blog Talk trying to give us some problems. We not hearing folks. Y'all trying to hear us. We trying to be as loud as we can. I hear Sister Pamela saying I'm coming in clear. And once Dr. Ava gets on, we are going to start. And we're going to have a wonderful show because you know it's a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, A lot, a lot, a lot. And, you know, we want to make sure that everyone is staying healthy um in this pandemic and when i say healthy i just not i'm not just talking about wash your hands wear your mask do your social distancing i'm also talking about making sure you're building up your immune uh getting some rest getting some exercise working out your body uh you know doing some jogging in place stretching and then also do some deep reflections and some deep meditations um so, yes, we want to make sure that we're doing everything that we need to get stuff together. Um, yeah, that's where we're at. So I know this is strange, y'all, and I really don't want to go deeper into what we want to talk about tonight without um, Dr. Ava, but we're going we're gonna to wait. We're going to give it a few minutes. But I'm going to announce all this again. Um, um, we're going to talk about... Uh, oh, well, let me just say this. Let me just say this, and I, I, um, I will say this again later. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, July 4th, July 4th, July 4th. That's the date. Just save that date. More details will be coming. July 4th, we're going to hear from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So, you know. It is going to be absolutely wonderful. We are, mm, some people are giving me all the, my text messages are coming in, coming in. I wish I could do that, but I did this call on the landline. So I probably cannot add folks to this call, but we're going to, uh, our, our host is getting to come on. We're getting to come on. Our host is definitely about to come on. We're just going to have to sure figure out how to work this technology and do it right. But that was a good idea. I am actually on a landline. So we're just going to try to keep working this out until we make it happen. So with that, because I know y'all were like, oh, my goodness, Brother Terrence, I know you can keep us entertained. Yes, we can. 
So also, hallelujah, 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 shaka Khan, shaka Khan, shaka Khan. Hallelujah. I knew it. I knew it. See, I just had a prayer, boy. I, I had a prayer visual, Dr. Ava. I was, whoo, yes, I knew it. Oh. I knew it. I knew it. The oh. faithful ones are still on here waiting. Yeah, they really, I, I think, I want to say to all of the listeners who, who stayed on and said no on a night like this with all that's going on in America and this latest atrocity, uh, we we need to stay together and hold on. And, and you said it's it's going to happen but i had to uh i had to call in as a as a regular listener uh there's a technical problem with the host line and the connections and uh we sister rona spoke with a couple of other people that host blog talk programs and uh they have had they had the same thing but never mind all that we're all here and <laughs> We can get this ball rolling, as they say. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So, you know, so assalamu alaikum, and today <laughs> is what, May the 28th, 2020, Id Mubarak. Uh, this is uh, a great blessing to be here on the earth and be with each other once again. And uh, we have uh, a, a, a very, very full program and and it's unfortunate uh why this night is so critical that we have this program and uh we have watched probably brother Terrence the the latest and worst date for different reasons uh public mm-hmm. lynching uh, by police in Minneapolis um, of our brother, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that tonight, and and the absolute refusal of the U.S. government, the state and local government, cannot find their way to make an arrest. It, it's inconceivable. Such is the case. Even the mayor is saying, "Why hasn't he been arrested?" Uh, when we wa- we watched this murder take place before our eyes and it's not the first time but he actually had one hand in his pocket the murderer did Mm -hmm. as he sat on this man's had his knee in this brother's neck for nine uh minutes um brother george floyd who was 46 years old and is now has died a violent terrifying um, so we're going to go ahead and get started. And uh, this week, I, are, I think, are we? Do we have Brother Ruben back with us today? I can't, no, I can't see anything. <laughs> I know. I'm, I don't know why I'm asking you, <laughs> my poor brother. You've already, you've already gone way beyond the call of duty. I do not see Brother Ruben as of yet. So I'm going to. Uh, I think what we'll do. We absolutely uh, want to still remain aware of our health. And, of course, yes, ma'am. Uh, this tragedy has not uh, resulted in the disappearance of COVID-19. That's right. Um, it, it's still among us. 
And so, um, well, I was going to uh, have our sister Mariam. She was on earlier. I think we lost her as well. And uh, perhaps she was under the impression that this was not going to happen. Uh, So what we'll do, uh, we'll get back in touch with her and get her on during the program. But in the meantime, I think we'll just get right to it, Brother Terrence, on on this issue um, surrounding the the death, the murder of George Floyd. And certainly uh, we want to uh, start that discussion by hearing from our uh, legal contributor, Sister Attorney Pamela Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum, Sister Pamela. Walaikum salam, Sister Dr. Ava and Brother Terrence. Um, yes, ma'am. I'm so thankful uh, that everything, you know, happened for us. It just demonstrates well, Sister that Pamela, difficulty. Sister Pamela, I, I apologize. I got breaking news. Ma'am. Oh, Two things. Yes, Number one, in my in my stress, I forgot to open with my co-host. Okay. <laughs> oh yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yeah, I forgot to start with Brother Terrence, and in the interim, Sister Mariam has returned because we want Praise we want your uh, presentation to be the lead in to the rest of the evening's discussion, um, yes, ma'am. which will be the murder of a. George Floyd in Minneapolis. So, Brother Terrence, <laughs> my deepest apologies <laughs> to you. Oh no, and, and no, no. Me... no, 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 you, no, you, no, you, you're good. salam. I mean, because actually, a lot, the bulk of mine actually is dealing <laughs> around the the conversation, and I I will throw out okay. all of this, and then we'll just have a deeper uh, um, conversation, and we'll add. Um, to Attorney Pamela, add to what she has, add to all of the pieces okay. that we have. But let me start by saying and going back, the, the main thing that we say nothing else, if you remember nothing else that we say, remember July 4th, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. If nothing else we say, July 4th, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan will literally be talking to the world. He will be addressing the world July 4th. More details will be coming. That is the most earth-shattering information that I can give beyond everything that we're discussing is the waiting and arrival of the words, the guidance, the warnings, the instructions, divine guidance, divine warning, divine instructions from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan on July 4th. Follow us at NOI.org to learn more. Hear from his student national assistant, student minister Ishmael Muhammad, this Sunday at 10 a.m. Central, uh, 11 a.m. Eastern at NOI.org. Also, we're here Wednesday and Friday nights at 7.30. Um, Your time, uh, NOI.org. So we want to make sure we're watching the time and what must be done. We start on uh, number 48, talking about separation, and tomorrow we have our self-improvement study guide. So we just have to get into our studies. We are in a disaster preparedness readiness because we're going through a disaster right now. We are in a pandemic, so we want to make sure that we keep up our health physically, spiritually, and mentally, and these are some of the tools and the best tools that you can use to do that. Also go to FinalCallDigital.com, FinalCallDigital.com, and get your latest edition of the Final Call newspaper. You want to make sure that you're up on everything, getting your latest message, getting your latest 
word. We do not want you to not have that. And again, July 4th, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, we are thankful that we are Ed Mubarak, that we made it through the wonderful and holy month of Ramadan, but we do not want to say it is gone. We want to continue to read the Holy Quran. We want to continue to make our prayers. We want to continue to not be in an argumentative state. We want to continue to be concerned about the poor and the needy, so we want to make sure that we are continuing to do that. Uh, I will say, Dr. Ava, you know, as we're talking about all of this stuff, and let me just throw out a bunch of stuff. As we're looking at what happened to our brother George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Aubrey, and it's sad that these are the next three names, but even as we're calling out these three names, there has been some other killings, some other shootings that have happened that have not taken national news because what's going on has taken national news, but there are some other killings that are going on. But I want to remind us of the 20th anniversary of the Million Man March, justice or else justice or else and we have to remember that and honorable minister lewis farrakhan was all in the paper when he spoke at morgan state university in 2014 and there was an uproar about what he said and he came back and explained uh what we said tear this country up but admit economic withdrawal you know we don't want to support that that does not want to support us and we was given instructions to make our community a decent and safe place to live and we was also given an economic blueprint so that we can have our own and don't forget the November I think 16th 2017 in Washington DC the message that the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan delivered we will take our eight states so with that being said we do know the current conditions, we are seeing riots, as we saw in L.A. yesterday, New York City, they're rioting. We know in Minneapolis there were rioting. Uh, more protests are expected across the country as it relates to this. People are still, and don't forget, y'all, as states are opening, people are still dying from COVID-19, which we'll be having a report on that later. Um, so we want to make sure that people are staying safe. Um, this stuff that's going on, Dr. Ava, we got a mayor um, in Mississippi that's talking about if you can talk, you can breathe. But I thank Almighty God a lot. Our sister from Detroit, Sister Letitia Muhammad, she put out something on Facebook that she just broke down the medical thing about how much air is in your lungs, how much air you exhale, how much air you breathe in, and how much even after taking your uh, last breath, how much more air you have to be able to talk. Uh, with it, she just broke that down from a medical standpoint. So this ignorant person talking about if you can talk, then that means you can breathe. That is oh, not right. true. That is false. But these are the things that's going on. Thanking our people for not causing causing this as looting, but they're causing it, calling this a riot. Not causing this as uh, craziness, but a uprising. Um, so people are really learning how from other demonstrations how to craft the messaging because it's not looting, you know. Um, so there's a lot of going on. The sad thing, Dr. Ava, is Christian Cooper wants to apologize and has accepted the apology of another Karen, the Karen that called the police on a black man who was bird watcher, who was an avid bird watcher yeah. in Central Park. And he said, can you put your dog on a leash, which the sign says, leash your dog. And she had the nurse say, get away from me. And I'm a, and call the police. She threatened me and my dog. She said, threaten me and her dog. Like, 
come get this black man because he's threatening not only me, but my dog. My dog's life is in danger. So come and get a black man because my dog's life is in danger. And then she emphasized African Americans. So we're we're living in a tireless time. Shout out to my people's Tamika Mallory, my son, Linda Sassoul, who's up there now, uh, working it out. Um it, it's a lot. It's it, it's just a lot. We're gonna get right to it, Doctor Avon. I just want to close out on all of the uh, black women that have been on social media said, "We love you, black men. Thank you." And we has always been the black woman has stood up for the black man in these troubled times and these hard times and devastating times. And I will also say to those that um, are not stepping up, a lot of people are calling out other their allies, white allies, to speak out about this. You speak out about everything else. Um, but I want everybody to just take a breath and breathe. Um, there is going to be the gu- divine guidance given to us, and we need to breathe and stay calm and stay focused and not let the enemy derail us, not have infighting, um, because we're still in a dark hour, so we need to pay attention. Uh, and I say that, Dr. Ava, because we have to take care of ourselves. Uh, this past weekend, uh, I-, I made a U-turn and a cop, a legal turn, and this cop started to follow me past two lights. And I pulled over into a parking lot, and then I got mad at myself. I said, your license is good. Your insurance is good. Your registration is good. You don't have a record. You ain't been arrested. Why are you nervous? And I realized being a black man in America, we're always feeling terrorism. We're always feeling terrorized, and that stigma is just in us. And the fact that I felt that I had to turn over. I could ride by a brother with on rims on 24, tinted window, and pull out a gun, and I wouldn't be scared of him more than I was scared of that cop corner coming behind me. And that is the America that we live in. And a friend of mine who is a partner at a law firm, who is on all the national boards and big in the city, in my city, and on all these different things, and, you know, she lives in a nice neighborhood. Her son and her brother went jogging. And when they finished, the cops rolled up on her son and said, we got a report that a, a, a boy, somebody in a blue hoodie, which her son had on, had a toy gun. Her underage son got frisked in front of his uncle, her brother, and mm-hmm. couldn't do nothing about it and frisked this little boy. So she just lost it. And it just reminds me that I don't care where you are and what position or status you may have, that does not exempt your child and your black male child from the possibility of being shot and not coming home. And she was so worried that he runs avidly, and usually he's running by himself. And luckily her brother was with her child this time, and another friend was just getting to start running and saw all of this, that her child and her brother was able to come back, two black males. And I'm seeing more and more pictures of black males holding their children. So we got a lot, and I know, on the plate for tonight. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. But what we're going to do, we're going to pivot to our health contributor, Sister Mariam K. Muhammad. And it's a blessing to have her on. She's growing increasingly popular. I, I get so many positive comments about you, Sister Mariam, and how helpful, oh, not only how helpful you oh, yes, ma'am, and not only how helpful your contribution is, but the spirit uh, that you bring it in, and so you are up. <laughs> yes, ma'am, I'm from Lakeham. <laughs> well, Lakeham Salon. 
I have um, the the thought I had this week. Um, I did uh, research on COVID nineteen, dealing with how it's affecting children, and the reason why I started to research that is because, of course, with everything that's going on in the news um, and health being an issue all the way around, um, I was thinking about the scripture. You know, when we're taught to go to God as a child, and there's so many different explanations, and we We've been given different ways to look at that. Um, But I thought about it as dealing with this COVID-19 issue and how it's affecting children and possibly why it is important for us to go back to like a child state in order to survive the virus. Because they've been reporting that children actually, um, most children are not severely hit by COVID-19. So they're saying that, yes, even though children can develop the virus, many of them either have no symptoms or very mild-like symptoms. So symptoms like cold or the flu, such as a low-grade fever, fatigue, of course, they'll be tired because their body is fighting off the virus. Um, They'll have a cough, maybe a runny nose, a little bit of vomiting and diarrhea has also been reported. But nothing really severe um, as far as the the multitude of the children. Some children, yes, have had severe complications, of course, from the virus, but most have not. Um, So the reason being for this is because uh, dealing with our immune system, we have over 1,600 genes in the body that is involved in innate and adaptive immune responses. So for those who may not understand, of course, those terms, innate refers to nonspecific defenses, uh, defense mechanism of the body. Um, it usually comes into play immediately or within a couple of hours of an antigen or a pathogen um, being presented to the body, so meaning just a threat, uh, an enemy to the body. And that one, of course, we, we want to build, but the one we really want to focus on is adaptive immunity because that one refers to uh, dealing with an antigen or a pathogen that is specific to our immune response, and it's long-lasting. So its job is to remember the threat. And I just I love the way our immune system functions because this is how we need to function as a people dealing with this enemy yeah. because he's a threat. That's right. And, it, you know, and we, we, we want to forget that he's a threat, and you cannot forget, and that's the beauty of the immune system. We're not supposed to forget, so our adaptive immune system does not forget threats that come into the body, so it, be, it prepares an immunity for us to it. Like if you get the chicken pox or the measles, why you can't catch it twice or three times is because we build an immune system, but it's because of the adaptive immune system. Now, that immune system relies on our T-cell production. This is where it gets very interesting because our T-cell production is largest in production from birth to the first couple of years of life. Now, some say, you know, when you get older, it starts to drop down. When you become an elder, it starts to drop down. But you get the burst at birth to probably around two or three years old. America knows this, and this is the reason why they give over 42 vaccines in the first two years of life, because they know Mm, doing mm, that mm. will kill the child's immune system. So 
in looking at how our T cells produce are produced in our bodies, all we have to do is eat the proper foods, exercise, get down to the proper weight so that we can build those T cells and fight off COVID-19 or any other virus. And again, it has to be introduced, of course, to the body. So we've already talked about the mask and how that really doesn't play a good role in our immune system building itself up. It's good for people who have a weak immune system. It's not good for those who have a strong immune system because, of course, it'll have a reverse effect on them and their immune system will begin to weaken. Yes, so ma'am. Our, there, there, are, there are particular diseases that um, the T-cell production is affected negatively by, and, of course, one being diabetes, which is like number one besides heart disease in black communities. That affects our T-cell production. Um, lupus affects our T-cell production. Rheumatoid uh, arthritis pro- uh, affects our T-cell production because of the inflammation count. So these are good things to know because if anyone has those conditions, they need to do what, um, what is taught to us by the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad to cure it because you can cure arthritis. You can cure diabetes. So we have what we need and how to eat to live to cure ourselves of these diseases and put our immune system where it needs to be. They've also um, discovered that people who are vegetarians have a very high T-cell count because they don't eat a lot of fatty foods, if they're a true vegetarian, because sometimes yes, vegetarians man. just eat carbs. <laughs> so, Stop talking about me. Come on. Stop talking about me. <laughs> Well, you, we got to work on your immune system. We got to get up there. <laughs> and another good thing to know about COVID, because um, they, as they keep coming with these new reports of where it starts in the body, now they're saying it starts actually in your nasal cavity. So even though people were talking about the sore throat, they're now realizing, but you have to inhale it. So it they've... Um, shown that it mutates in your nasal cavity before it even reaches the throat. So the mechanism of children, because their immune system is so on point and they haven't been here long enough for it to be really negative affected, is the runny nose. That's the job of the immune system is trying to push the virus out of the body. So I was in the store the other day and I actually had a mask on and as I'm in the store, my nose started running. And I was like, okay, I'm about to leave about this store because <laughs> clearly <laughs> something is in the air. <laughs> Trying to get out. And yeah. my mask is not working. Right? Yeah, it's not stuff. <laughs> so it's important for us to pay attention to the signs of the body because our body alarms us. It let us know. We just ignore right. it. But it, it lets us know there's a threat present. Uh, even our <laughs> instinct with this open enemy we know that there's a threat present and we just don't want to accept it. A lot of us are in denial. So um, I will close with a couple of things to eat that will help boost our um, immune system. Of course, beta carotene, which we find a lot in carrots. Uh, It helps to reduce inflammation and boost the immune system function. Vitamin C and E helps to support the immune system and vitamin D reduces viral infections, including 
respiratory infections. And of course, sleep, sleep, sleep. Rest is key to a good immune system. A lot of us don't rest. We don't sleep properly. We might close our eyes at night, Mm. but we're not really resting because we're so stressed. So to learn how to release stress, go to sleep, relax, so that your body can do its job to build itself and fight these viruses. (laughs) All praises due to Allah. That is awesome. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. And for ending on an upbeat note as well, as always, because that's key to laughter and joy and and confidence. That's right. Are all immune builders. And and so we we don't want to be reckless, but the Holy Quran said reasonable obedience is desired. So we don't want to become fanatics. We want to do just what you just told us. You know, follow the guidance we yes, have been given. And I, I love getting an understanding of why different uh, age groups, different genders, different demographics lead mm-hmm. to different outcomes. It just furthers, and, and, you know, hearing about children and them being new mm-hmm. to life and not having the damage, and here's the devil trying to make sure He does everything he can to compromise their immune system when it's at its peak. When it's at its peak. Yes, ma'am. This is satanic. Oh, and by the way, uh, the CDC, uh, which, as you know, is constantly flipping uh, positions or changing, uh, this should help relieve us as well of being having over-anxious uh, feelings. They uh, yesterday they released a report revising the projected infection fatality rate uh, hmm. from COVID, and now they have the CDC said the death rate will flatten out at one uh, percent, under one percent, uh, which is quite less than what they originally predicted. And specifically, uh, 0.4%, less than one-half of 1% uh, death rate as a result of COVID. Um, and, and so, again, I, I think one reason they there's been a withholding of this kind of information, because why wasn't this announced on the Today Show? Uh, That's right. But... They really want to keep this panic in place until they get this vaccine done. Uh, yes, ma'am. So they can make everybody, you know, they want to make everybody get vaccinated. And that 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 prospect is becoming uh, less and less of a reality. They're going to have to come with something else now. Yes, because ma'am. Because they plan and a law plans and a law is the best of planners. So uh, stay right. with us, Sister Mariam. Um, and yes, we're going to uh, move to the, <laughs> yes, we're going to move to this uh, horrible, this horrific murder that we were forced to watch. And Brother George Floyd was forced to experience, you know, the, the injustice just, deteriorates beneath the level you thought it couldn't go beneath. And this is why we're taught 
We cannot fathom the depths of Satan. Uh, you're lied to even as you watch something contrary. For example, uh, the police report had said that Brother uh, George Floyd was resistant. And then we're seeing all these different video shots because people have been turning in, you know, uh, adjacent businesses, people on the street. They've been sending their videos in. And what you see, uh, first of all, you you have uh, a man arrested for uh, an alleged forgery, and that's the wrong term. It's it's uh, passing a counterfeit bill. Now you know, as a former prosecutor, as someone that was in the homicide division, went out to crime scenes with the cops all nine. I've heard all kinds of calls, 911 calls in my life. I've never heard forgery in progress. I've heard of burglary in progress, robbery in progress, shooting. But somebody, uh, if that even happened, someone handing a store clerk a, uh, and they said it was a $20 bill, but we found out from our student coordinator there in Minneapolis, who my husband and I talked to today, he said it was actually a $10 bill. This just gets worse, you know, as it goes along. But if I'm a store clerk and someone hands me a phony bill, I'm just going to give it back to them and say, we we can't take this. It's, it's not acceptable. Yeah, it's fake. I mean, I, I don't I don't know another response to that. But when you're a foreigner in the in the in the black community, you call the police. And apparently, when they pulled up, he was sitting in his car. What about? Uh, excuse me, sir. We got a call, and we were told X, Y, and Z. No, get out the car. Yeah, I don't. We don't need to go through this over and over again. I'm sorry. I'm preempting, Sister Attorney Pamela. We're gonna hear from her first. <laughs> But I, I'm just so uh, done. I, I, I just, I'm just, I'm done. Put a fork in me because I am done. Uh, <laughs> I need help. This is Sister Attorney Pamela Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum, beloved. Well, alaikum salam, Sister Dr. Ava Muhammad and Brother Terrence. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum to you. And, um, you know, Sister Ava, I, I just really appreciate your your analysis because, it brings the outrageousness of this just to the forefront. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm done too. And and I think I wanted to start by saying, you know how to add injury to insult, this is the middle of a pandemic. And you know how in the law, certain crimes are even compounded based upon the circumstances or events surrounded. For example, if you do something in the school zone, for example, you, you know, the penalty is, is more increased because of the severity around children. So here we are in the middle of a pandemic, and these whatever sir, killers have no more regard for human life than to kill this man on TV, thus traumatizing an entire city, causing all of us around the nation who are already in the middle of you know, dealing, we're, we're surviving, we're trying to go back to normal, and, and it's just wicked. It's just cold and calculated. So real quick, I, I just wanted to say that, 
as you're saying, in this instance, we saw a whole crime on television. All of the elements of the crime were right there in front of our eyes, which is, you know, sometimes very unusual. Um, it was very unusual. I've never seen it. And so the lack right. of accountability that we see now coming from their uh, prosecutors, the DOJ, the people who made these this press conference today explaining to us about how we have to have some kind of investigation. You know, I just I, I just find that to be mm-hmm. outrageous. And what added insult to injury to me, Sister Abel, was how they invoked Sister Marilyn Mosby's name. You know, they just yes. have to hate on the black woman as to how this black woman used you know, the law and actually did her job and actually charged, which was in her power to charge a crime in the murder of Freddie Gray and let it go through the court system. So this, um, whatever, this this prosecutor, he uses her name to justify why they're going to drag this thing out with an investigation. And, and purely, Sister Ava, when I hear investigation, it reminds me of what happened in Ferguson, where we know yes. in Ferguson they drug out this long investigation where you had over 300 homes visited, you had over 100 people interviewed, and this is just a way to have a pretext for um, why oftentimes we don't see action, we don't see justice, because we know that police do lie. I mean, there's an article uh, that was written by a San Francisco former police commissioner who wrote an article in the San Francisco Chronicle decrying the police culture that treats lying as the norm. You know, he goes on to say at the end, it's the routine way of doing business in courtrooms everywhere in America, this lying. And I wanted to just back up and say with Marilyn Mosby, when she was in St. Louis, she made the statement. She said the individuals making these decisions about who's going to be charged, what they're going to be charged with, what sentences and recommendations they're going to make. She said 95% of those prosecutors in this country are white. 79% 79% are white men, and That's women of color are, in this instance, only 1% of all elected prosecutors. So, you know, we, we know what we're seeing, but in reality, we know that our people are dying. Uh, we know that they, they say in 2012, every 28 hours, some black man or woman is summarily executed by police and small uh, security guards. Black men account for 40% of the unarmed deaths, even though uh, they're making only about 6% of the population, some stats say. Black men, seven times more likely than whites to die by police gunfire while unarmed. This is the Washington Post. So we, we know that we're being killed by the police at a rate of, this article said, two point, although we only make up, they make up two white people, 2.9%. Whereas, here we go, disproportionate again, we're being murdered at 7.1.3, almost double the amount of whites who are killed by police. So, you know, we, we know what we're seeing, Sister Ava, and watching the system now, um, you know, be used to try to justify is what I'm concerned with when we see these four officers who all of them uh, were there, all of them could have intervened, and, um, you know, charges, 
they they just should be have been charged with these crimes, um, and that would have definitely gone a long way, or at least some way to give the poor citizens of of that city and us around the country at least some belief that they're charged. I mean, they, they it was crime committed yeah, on TV. Arrested. So right, arrested yeah. and charged. Now say that now these percentages they they're in what context? Seven point one percent. Okay, how does that go? They're saying that black people are being killed by police at a rate of 7.13% compared to whites who are being killed at the rate of 2.9%. Which Is that we're, percent which, of arrests or percent of, like, encounters with the, the police? The percentage, I think they're saying that... Um, let me see. Black people are being killed by police at the rate of 7.13% compared to whites who are at the rate of 2.9%. You know what? I do need to um, to double check on that. Yeah, um, sure. yeah you know I need to saying? double check. Like, do they mean right. 7% of the arrests? In, it, it might be encounters. Like when black people yeah. encounter police, we get killed at a rate of 7.1%, one, 1.3%, yes, and whites get, get killed at a rate of 2.9%. Okay, yes, and, ma'am. And I get yeah. Because I tell you what, it's sure higher than the COVID-19 death rate. You yes, know, ma'am. So, let, me, let me try to pull that up. Um, yes, and I can but we get can get back can, with you. We can have with that, that come back to that at the uh, yes, before ma'am. the program starts. We can insert that in the conversation. But so the Washington Post one. Yes, ma'am. Um, they said seven times more likely than whites okay, to die by times. police guns. Okay. Seven times okay. more likely than whites to die by police gunfire while unarmed and that's the that's the another statistic from the washington post so i'll look up yes, the other ma'am. one uh to make make it clear yes ma'am yes ma'am yes so see that hey. that means that we're the rate at which we're likely to be killed by cops versus whites is higher than the rate we're likely to die from covid than whites that's the point i'm putting in yes ma'am as well you know, uh, the, the the most dangerous thing, the 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 most the the greatest threat to us as black people is living in white America. Okay, that's the number one threat to our lives is living in white America, and this is why we are called upon uh, to separate and, and go for self. Because you, you you would never see, and, and let's prove it in no limit of time. Here's a, a, a sociopath, this young cracker who was running around the countryside like Godzilla, killing people with a machete, okay, all last week. Now, his family sends him a statement uh has a has a public statement read to him yeah I, i'm i'm watching tv now the the uh black people are beating up a police car with bats 
Okay. See, they they they, they have chipped the scales over. We you 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 push to where people can't take it anymore. But um, this white boy, you had a, a a sheriff come up at a press conference and read a statement. This is when the killer was at large. Read a statement to him, telling him, "Please turn yourself in. You are loved." And last night or this morning, they brought him in alive. Now he's been killing. He's been cutting, decapitating people with a machete. George Floyd was sitting in his car, and you don't know what he did. Uh, wrong. Allegedly, he handed somebody a bill that was counterfeit. You don't even know if he knew if it was counterfeit or if it was counterfeit. Yes, That's ma'am. what this foreigner claimed. Right. You know, and 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 so this 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 is why life here. Is 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 constantly in threat, uh, under threat, and and, know, and until we obey God, mm. His messenger, the, the the plan for salvation He gave us through His messenger was not integration, it was not assimilation, it it was separation. But anyway, yes, sir, go ahead, brother Tim. Right. No, no, what what's very deep about it is you know the minimal. Um, reason for being killed. Um, you know, like we said, let's say it was a twenty dollar bill. Let's just say it was a hundred dollar bill. Um, but twenty or ten is the now reason to be killed. Uh, and he said, "I can't breathe." And I was, you know, communicating with uh, Emerald Garner today, and you know, and now she has to relive her father. I can't breathe um, in New York. And the reality is, you know. You know, whether it be a CD, whether it be a Lucy, whether it be a toy gun, we die. But now let's look at the flip side of that, and you look at um, some young white males. Young white males that just have, not thinking about it, not (laughs) contemplating it, but have killed nine people, have killed 23 people, and you see them walking away in handcuffs. They have killed people, but this person was selling a cigarette, this person selling CDs, this person pulls over for a traffic accident, this person is playing in a playground, and they're dead. This yeah. is the reality. So yeah. on those stats, the likelihood is crazy of the likelihood, but we, we this is nothing changed since we arrived here. Since 1555. Nothing. And 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 as I heard a young sister cry out yesterday, when is some when is something going to change? Well, it never changes. We change. A law yep. changes not the condition of a people until they change their own condition. That's right. And, and it's time for us to pack up a few things and and go on in some certain states. You know, and 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 start being in control of our own destiny. So what we're going to do now, we're going to uh, go to the phones <laughs> and uh, 
We're, we're going to start with uh, Brother Khalifa is on the line with a question and an observation. Yes, assalamu alaikum. Alaykum salam. Alaykum salam, sir. Yes, the sister Dr. Avon, all of your staff. I uh, I can make a brief comment about Brother George Floyd. We have to remember that this enemy and all of the uh, slave master children, they are in unity with what has happened. See, and they, you got to always remember the first time that the Caucasian looks at us, his immediate thought is death, to kill us. And all of the media people, they're in cahoots with this, but they want to act like they got sympathy for us. See, that's, they enjoy. They enjoy to see us in hurt and pain. They got that reprobate mind. And with that reprobate mind, give them that rebellious spirit. So, And then if I can make one more comment. I remember it was uh, uh, three years ago, a few years ago, we was going to uh, Jamaica for our Savior's Day. And uh, the weather wasn't inclement or nothing. It was shiny and everything. And believe me, when we were traveling, and as soon as we got out of American airspace and got into Jamaica, sister, I was shocked. I couldn't even believe how the, the atmosphere there in Jamaica it was so much brighter, you know, it, I was really shocked. And I didn't want to say nothing to my wife because I knew on the return trip if I said something that would prejudice, prejudice her about the atmosphere coming back. And when I was coming back, as soon as we left Jamaican airspace, we come into American airspace, it was dull and dark again. So can you imagine some of us are living in that situation and don't even know that we are depressed? And then look at Sister Miriam, how exuberant she is. Now, just imagine if she was in her proper environment, she would be, oh, my goodness, happy, happy, happy. And my last comment is that I believe why all of the older people, they want to get sugar and, uh, and you know, and sweetness because they got to have something for this bitter life that they live. We're always eating sugar or something to appease us. So I really believe yeah. that it could be possible because Brother Demetri talk about epigenetics so if it's going to be passed out to our line it can also affect us physically so that's all I uh, just wanted to uh, to say you know so thank you for allowing me this time and Ed Mubarak yes sir hey, yes sir well, you're absolutely right no doubt about it let's see okay and I think I hear uh, Brother Reuben so I hear We're the voice from the land down under. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, yes. Him in. Uh, we had a serious technical difficulty, Brother Ruben, earlier and lost about uh, 15 minutes of the program. Oh, yes, man. And that was scary because this, this is a night when I know uh, our listeners want to uh, hear from us um, and talk with us about all that's going on. And we had a wonderful contribution from uh, both our health contributor and our legal contributor. So now we want to hear from our international correspondent. <laughs> All praises due to Allah. Salam alaikum, family. How are you today? Alaikum salam, sir. Doing good. Oh, I got worried when I tried calling in and uh, we had all those difficulties. I thought, oh, no, it's like last week. And, but um, 
praise be to Allah, we managed to um, to all come on and be on the platform together today. So I want to say, look, what a wonderful, uh, you know, Ramadan is done and uh, the sky is here in Australia. The moon has been out every day. It's been a real um, interesting week, actually, uh, just with what's been going on above our heads. We've had... Uh, weather-wise, we had a very strange event. Uh, we had a hurricane in the middle of the night. Uh, I'm sorry, a tornado. Um, at first, I thought it was a hurricane, but it was a tornado. We've never, ever had tornadoes here in Melbourne. Um, so we had roof, you know, roofs coming off houses and houses destroyed. And, you know, when you see the... Um, the fear and terror when the people go on television saying, you know, I thought, you know, the plane had fallen on my house and all of these things. So we had some interesting weather. And of course, we're in winter. So uh, we're dealing with uh, kind of what they call a double whammy here. We're dealing with coronavirus and also dealing with, you know, that uh, this is flu season and it's one of the coldest and wettest winters we have had. So... Very quick, very quick update on on the COVID situation here in Australia. We, uh, the the, the states started opening up uh, literally one by one uh, a week ago. Here where I am in Melbourne, they started sending the children back to school in staged um, kind of a a return. So, you know, uh, a few different uh, classes each day. And by next week, they'll have all of the schools fully open. This is uh, kind of, uh, you know, what we expected to happen, of course, is taking place in in that um, transmission of infection uh, has started already. Um, And because they're very good so far, they've been very good at what they call contact tracing. So trying to figure out how it's transmitting and who from and then isolating and all of those things. With the children, it's actually, uh, with the school children, it's, uh, you know, they're now trying to figure out, you know, puzzle, trying to work out what is the source of infection because uh, all of these new cases are coming up with children and they cannot figure out how are the children getting infected. Well, it's really very simple because, you know, for children to get to school, especially um, primary school uh, children, well, they have to get dropped off by their parents most of the time and they have to run a gauntlet of parents and other people to get into school. And naturally, when they're in the classroom, they're not social distancing. It's impossible to do that in the playground and in the classroom environment anyway. So we expect that over the next week or two, or really they said at the end of the month, which is next week, they're going to reassess everything. So who knows? We may get into another lockdown because the strange thing with how they've decided to open up is they've opened up all the social activities. uh, And by the weekend, they'll even allow crowds of up to 500. Now, you know, if you go to the malls here, uh, it's like a New Year's Eve or New Year's Day sale. That's how crazy it looks. Uh, People are packed. People are running in. People are just everywhere. And, of course, the Australia being a few months behind where uh, the condition of the uh, New York and United States was, they are still having this debate on who should wear a mask or who shouldn't wear a mask. Well, um, quite a few people have started wearing them here in Australia because uh, especially the elderly, they understand a little bit, bit, bit better and they're the ones who have actually started to or been affected the most. To give you a good um, accurate number of what's been going on 
The U.S. today, I looked, has 103,000 deaths. Australia, the whole continent, the whole country, has 103 only. So that is a wow. huge difference. Now, the reason for that is, again, the nation here obeyed and then locked everyone out, you know, that no one could fly in, no one could come in by boat, no one could, you know, move around. We were not even allowed to move state by state. In fact, today it is still illegal for us to go to work. So uh, fines have been given. Uh, if, if you show up at your workplace, uh, and if you're not an essential worker, you know, medical person, uh, essential services, uh, there's a, a list of those who can go to work. No one else is allowed to work. And in fact, they're even asking employees to, you know, call up and, um, um, and basically, you know, tell the authorities if your boss makes you go to work. And they are passing fines. Millions and millions and millions of dollars of fines have been collected just here where we are in Melbourne because the fines are, are not small. They're fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred dollars every time you know something goes wrong. So uh, police are doing spot checks on businesses, and um, you know this is on the front page. They, you know, we we're still ordered to stay home, work from home. However, all the social activity is open. So. Uh, I'm not sure how the authorities, uh, the health people, advise the government on that to open everything else up, but not the work. But we'll see what happens. The other thing that has actually been making a lot of headlines here, with our Aboriginal family, uh, we passed the day, uh, May 26. It's a critical day for uh, Australia as a nation. Uh, we had what, uh, or they celebrated what uh, is called Sorry Day. This is an annual remembrance uh, by Australia as a nation basically to say sorry to members of the stolen generation. And we've talked about the stolen generation. These are the Aboriginal people who were forcefully removed from their parents and stolen away into, um, you know, white mission schools and, uh, you know, put into adoption and other, uh, you know, just taken away from their families. Uh, and this generation still to this day, and this did, did not end until 1971. So this is not something that happened 100, 200 years ago. It happened right through till literally the current generation. The people I know today who are in the you know, 40s and 50s and part of that generation still have not been able to reconnect with their families, don't know who their families are and, and the trauma they've gone through. And, of course, the parents on the other side, many who have died off now, but the parents who went through the same trauma that, you know, uh, of being separated, losing their children, having their children stolen from them and not knowing or being able to reconnect ever again. So that day happened. And, of course, um, you know, the, the national media took uh, took to the airwaves and, and newspapers trying to look at, well, what has happened for the last uh, 20 years since Australia as a nation said sorry to the black people? And basically nothing has changed. <laughs> So, uh, you know, nothing has changed for, for the Aboriginal people. It's still the same. They're still dying of disease. They're still the sickest people. They're still the, you know, most, um, everything negative is, 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 is the highest among the Aboriginal black people here. So they're trying to figure out, well, what has a nation done wrong? Well, what they did wrong is they did nothing about it. They, they acknowledged that they did something wrong, but trying to close the gap on education, health, and everything else, uh, nothing really has changed there. So uh, Australia's taking a good look at itself. And while all that's going as well, China has continued to flex its muscles with Australia. And, you know, um, 
the Australian government here has China as a largest trading partner. So China slowly started to wind up the um, pressure because of uh, some of the comments that uh, the Australian government was lining up with the U.S., to you know, try and really push this thing about uh, the the virus and investigation and sanctions, and you know we know where all that is coming from. America really doesn't want to pay China the money that it owes China, so they're trying to find a way to sue China to avoid paying the debt that is owed to the Chinese. They've already defaulted uh, once and uh, last year, and I think twice this year. So. The truth is, uh, you know, what we're watching is the fall of America in real time. In real time, exactly as the Honorable Elijah Muhammad told us, that America would be broke, is broke, cannot pay its way out. And it's really a matter of time uh, that uh, we all, you know, really pay attention, especially to the financial markets, because they don't lie. They, they tell you the truth. When you see oil go into negative pricing and you see the stock markets fall and the only thing that's propping them up uh, is not just America's military might, but it's actually uh, the Federal Reserve and money from the federal government keeping America's power uh, you know, on the financial scene. But China has already started to flex its muscles with Australia, and it's hurting uh, the importation of beef and barley and other foods from Australia. And they've actually come out as well warning Australia, saying, look, Australia don't line up with, uh, you know, you'd be foolish to, to believe that the U.S. is a reliable ally and that the U.S. stands and how the U.S. stands with Australia is basically verbal support without any substance. So Australia's been, you know, caught in a, in a strange situation in this whole, not just trade war, but now this whole thing with COVID-19. And, of course, we will continue and, uh, you know, we, we look forward to hearing uh, this wonderful message that uh, we're looking forward to from the Honourable Minister Louis Farrakhan. But I want to come off the, uh, the, show, the line right now and let others come on because I want to hear you know, from everyone else as well, and I'll be available for the rest of the show for any questions. So may Allah continue to bless us all to follow every one of the instructions that the Honourable Minister Louis Farrakhan has given to us so that we can hopefully make it safely across this, you know, this troubled time that we're living in right now during the fall of America. Assalamu alaikum. Oh, well, alaikum salam. And that's mm-hmm. a great. That was a great. I know you're still there. There you go. I can hear you. Well, I can't hear you, but I figured that you was coming. Oh, we lost brother. Dave. We can't lose her. She's the star of the show. <laughs> yes, but sir. all of you are here, Sister Pamela, Sister Mariam, y'all still on? Yes, sir. Okay, yes, praise. Sir. All right, there we go. So we got to hold it. That's nice, isn't it? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Praise <laughs> the Lord. When your team was still here, we were checking in. Oh, I'm not, listen, I wasn't even worried about it. I know <laughs> <laughs> I, this, I know this team has it locked down But we do have uh, some more callers And we've got about a half an hour left So we're we're good We can get a lot done um, in, in the time that we have left And we're going right. to go to Sister Darcel. Let's see if we can get her open 
Assalamu alaikum. Well, alaikum Yes, thank you, Sister Soror. I want to mention something before I forget. Last week when everyone was on with that storm and um, they called it mid-Michigan, that was Midland, and I used to live in Dow, USA. It was really a company town. That's where Agent Orange was developed um, really? from that area. Wow. Yes, so that whole water in that area that was affected was areas that was really were more of the poor whites lived there because, believe me, living in Midland, they hand-selected their Negroes who lived there, and I was a part of that <laughs> process, so I understood it. But what I also wanted to share with um, Brother Reuben and also Brother Terrence might be interested in what's going on, there is an equity summit, and you can get online. It's going to be part two will be tomorrow, and it's going to be a Pan-African person that's going to be speaking in one of the panels, but it's um, um, USGBCI.org and an equity um, panel. It's free to go on with Eventbrite, and that stands for United States Green Building Council. And what some what what was being spoken of today was how can we make things equal, and especially in this post-COVID atmosphere. And it was interesting. They used a term that I never heard of before, but maybe someone else on the panel have heard of it, called um, BIPOC. And because some people say they don't like hearing the word minority, and what BIPOC stood for was Black Indigenous People of Color, and um, it was just. I was diverted with just some of the um, the panelists versus the chat room. And sometimes you get some real interesting info on the chat room where people are saying, "Do not whitewash this situation. We have a historic history. Uh, well, that's redundant, but we have a history of what has happened in U- U.S. with racism and." Underrepresentation and certain buzzwords. What people on the chat? Because we had um, a lot of people, um, black folks, who were having leading roles in this whole section of these people who are in the Green Council and lead, which stands for leadership and environment, energy and environmental design, keepers of the heart. So I just thought because um, Brother Reuben is a builder, master builder, and uh, Brother Terrence, I'm maybe incorrect in the, sum, uh, in the assumption that you might be in um, urban planning, but I thought some of the information there is great, and they're going to give you inform. They will, for those who are on the line, you can get some of these what happened today. They're going to archive it, but they're going to send it to people who are on a panel. And I just 
I was, you know, blown away with some of the things and the statistics and how areas have been planned and underdeveloped redlining, all the things that we've been exposed to, because even in consideration of us having our own land, there's certain things that we need to consider. And it was a brilliant woman from East Bay, which was in the San Francisco area in Oakland, how they have their own land trust. And it's just more than I want to go into because I I'm one who shares the line, but I just wanted to bring that information to the forefront. And so, and just because I am who I am, when I do on these little chat box and I tell them the type of things I've been involved in, and it was great to hear that some of the Divine Nine was on the line talking about what they're planning to do for the betterment of our people and Separation is key, but it's still we need strategies about how to build our communities. So that's what I wanted to share, and I hope all is well. And I'm so yes, sorry for the families of um, George Floyd, but that bird watcher in New York, the brother had the likeness of mind to have everything recorded. Yes, and so yes, yes. that woman lost her job with um, Franklin Templeton. So she's white, so white privilege, she'll recover. But I, that's all I wanted to share. Thank you so much for the time. appreciate the call. Thank you. And I miss you, Sister Ava, and I'm always in your orbit. <laughs> Thank you, beloved. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Salam alaikum. And, May I and, say something? Sure. I, I just wanted to thank Sister da, uh, uh, Sister Darling for coming on because you see she's yeah. brought some. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Darcel, forgive me. Right. Um, uh, a lot is going on where I am right now. But no, uh, I just we, wanted we're, to we're say. <laughs> Yes, where that uh, I, I I really like how Allah brings different minds together on this mm-hmm. show because she brought up something very important and I hope we're paying attention because what this COVID nineteen is doing is it's almost like a reset for everything, every Absolutely. aspect of our life, not just yes, work but everything we do and one of the things that uh, is going on this is the fall of america and the book told us that babylon is fallen and it never said that babylon ever came back up again so we have to stop listening to this media talking about things are going to get back to normal and you know you know we'll be able to go back to the world that was no coronavirus is here is not going away and we need to start figuring out how how we're going to live, what we're going to build, how we're going to build the new world, and take responsibility because Babylon is gone. Every sign of life is being extinguished from America right now. So thank you. Uh, thank you for bringing that up and, you know, allowing us to really get into these serious discussions and group discussions on how we're going to do this and how we're going to get through uh, the next many years. Assalamu alaikum. That's right. There we go. Right. I know. Sure. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Hey. I, 
Go ahead. I'm sorry, Brother Tim. No, 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 no. I mean, he said, I mean, what Brother Ruben said it right, and one of the things I've been yes. saying to a lot of people, COVID-19 is not a good thing, but it uh, it's not a good thing. At the same time, it is a great thing. And what I mean by that, it is highlighting all the disparities, all the inequities, all of the racism um, that has been there. But now people are taking notice and they're sitting down because everybody's on Zoom calls and conference calls and webinars going over all of the information and giving all of the data and all the credible um, knowledge and information to prove what has been said and to look at the leadership as no good, bad, as we have been saying, um, and re reevaluating uh a lot of you know young people that I know are talking about how uh who's who's teaching martial arts who's took teaching gardening I don't know how many people that I didn't know got um gardens in a yard gardens in their homes, and everybody's talking about it. so there's a lot of proactive things that are going on or things that are good that are reactive but are, they're very good in the resurgence of that um and the whole language um um uh, uh you know black indigenous people of color i always heard poc you know people of color um but even with that is making people and white people say that people of color and recognize them they're just white but you have to recognize the indigenous people the native people the black people and take leadership from that so that's a whole another conversation that's going on uh around black and white um diversity racism racism or anti-racism training that's a lot of that going on right now so we had a pivotal place to teach how to eat to live, teach on the nature of the white man, teach on the nature of the black man. We're in a good space to realign literally the planet. You, you know, and it's interesting uh, that, because my husband said recently, and I hadn't thought of it until he said it, you know, you, you hear the phrase of color mm-hmm. a lot. And it really came, you know, it came from white people. This is a phrase they use, of color. And he said, you know, if if we're of color, what are they? Right. Are they colorless? <laughs> do they do they realize right. what they're saying when they say that? That they're acknowledging we're the people of nature. And they are right. not because because if you're Caucasian, what are you of? We're of color. We're we're of, of nature. You are of what? Of 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 Dr. Yakub's laboratory. What are you of? Since you're not of color, so it's it's just amazing how they they acknowledge every day in in many ways um, who the original people are of the planet which in in turn should provide us with an understanding of the futility of continuing to try to live with them in peace and to get along with them in peace. But um, we'll, we'll go back to the uh, lines again. And, I oh, before I forget now, uh, I have a wonderful announcement. I'm, I'm happy on, and thankful to my team. Stop, and especially to Sister Donna Muhammad out of Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis, that's yeah. wrong. <laughs> but uh, I am so thrilled to announce that MinisterAva.com is... Come on. Uh, we, 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 we had shut down for renovations for a while. 
<laughs> and always elevated places, you all are always the first to know, okay? You're like you're like going to the premiere at the theater, you know, before everybody, anybody knows it's out. But we had yes, announced on, on Facebook that uh, Real Love will be available in ebook form as of May the 30th. But it's available now. Okay, we're, people have already been purchasing the ebook. So if you go to ministerava.com, very simple, very quick, all small letters, ministerava.com, you can get <laughs> your copy of Real Love. And That's you can right. either get the hard copy or you can be state of the art and have it in your phone or in your tablet and get Mary. your ebook. <laughs> you all are great. Real love. And there are other Pretty books such as The New Way of Life that are available, but visit me on ministerava.com and we're gonna get interactive. We're gonna be we're gonna be doing it. So that's that's, that's another another facet of elevated places. And there are certain people on this line that have written books. And I don't want them to stop mentioning those books <laughs> when they yes, come on, okay? <laughs> because repetition is the key, okay? Because people right. say, oh, yes, what, was that? what was that? I forgot. How many times you drive by a billboard and then finally you say, oh, yeah, I'm going. I'm going to do that. I'm going to get that. Right. All right. So I just want to <laughs> say to certain people before we go off the air tonight, we want to know where we can get those books. That's right. From our, real love. Our contributors. We got that. We got that. We got that. We got real love. Yeah. Minnesota. Come on now. There's, there's, there's other books. Oh, and it's also yeah. uh, going to be available on Amazon. But I really want you to go visit com at this point. So anyway, let's That's get right. back to our phones. And, uh, yes, ma'am. Can I make that correction? What I do want to correct that uh, – it's the number is we are black people are two and a half times more likely to be killed by police, um, oh. as well as black women are one point four uh, times more likely killed by police. Yeah. And they're saying that that's thirty nine uh, people, white people, out of a hundred thousand men and boys would be killed. Whereas the numbers for black men and boys is one in one thousand, and that's some of the reports coming out of Washington University and um, yes, Rutgers ma'am. University. So yes, ma'am, I wanted to correct that and um, you know just bring that point. It's two and a half times. So yes, unfortunate ma'am. Unfortunate Yes, sad. Yes, ma'am. But thank but you for supporting. giving us that. That number, because a lot of our people don't just they just don't want to accept reality. And Islam is mathematics. Mathematics is Islam. The numbers are are, are key. You know, th- this is real. This this is measurable. Uh, and when this when this happens, how how can we be? How can this happen to us two and a half times more when we're somewhere in the neighborhood of fourteen percent of the whole population? Exactly. Yes, ma'am. It it yes, you know it, it 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 boggles the mind, and you know I do want to mention in in the uh, revelatory course as Imam Sultan 
Muhammad calls it, and he's right. The revel. This isn't just the study guides, you know, like Doctor Phil or or whatever. But uh, this is uh, this course self improvement, the basis for community development. Um, if we are to be saved for our own sake, and then if we are to qualify as saviors, we must successfully undergo this course. And right now, we are on Study Guide 16, The Law of God. And I just have to share, we're going through it, um, but the minister wrote a letter 30 years ago, and I talked about it more in depth on the uh, recording, the opening words last week. And tomorrow we're going to get even deeper into the, to this profound letter. But he wrote a letter uh, to all the students in the course, and he said that there will come a time, and that's 30 years ago in June that he wrote this. He said there is going to come a time when the dissatisfaction in this country is so overwhelming it will demand, and his word was so great, it will demand a change. And the first paragraph, he says, great. And then later he refers to the dissatisfaction again, and he characterizes it as total, which means 100%. And as you look at the, the protest on television tonight, not only in Minneapolis, but in L.A., Atlanta, uh, there was a pro- small protest here last night. They're organizing larger ones. All across America, Um, white people are angry, black people are angry, men are angry, women are angry, old people are angry, young people are angry, the wealthy are angry, the poor are angry. The dissatisfaction is total for different reasons. But he went on to say that out of that dissatisfaction would come a leadership completely unalike the leadership that the people are dissatisfied with. That's what he said they're dissatisfied with, the leadership. And out of it would come a new unalike leadership, and that unalike leadership would be led by God and his messenger and those who were wise enough to submit to their guidance would be the beneficiaries of that change. Now that's powerful because you have hustlers and thieves who are opportunistic trying to take advantage of COVID-19. That's right. However, the advantage to be taken is not of the virus, it's of the dissatisfaction, which will bring about the 100% change. See, we're in it now. We're living what he said with the predictive power that he drew from Allah's guidance 30 years ago, June of 1990. Now, he went further to say that This uh, dissatisfaction was created by Allah. 
Allah created this dissatisfaction. Mm. Not the virus, not Donald Trump, not our financial situation. Allah is creating the dissatisfaction that's bringing about the change that he is ushering in. And he said at a certain time, we will, quote, burst forth from the mosque to take advantage of the dissatisfaction created by Allah. He didn't say we would walk out of the mosque. He said we would break forth, not burst forth, break forth from the mosque. But when you break forth, that means you burst out. That's right. So with having gone through the holy month of Ramadan, if we're taking advantage of those things that you all have alluded to, that we're being offered this time to do, then in a very few short days, we're going to break forth from the mosque, which is a womb. Mm -hmm. Because he also described the mosque as a womb where you develop your morals, where you develop your values. You're nurtured in this. Why? To be qualified for leadership. So that's really what this is all about. This this is not an accident. This is the Lord of the worlds bringing all of this about. So now you have Donald Trump uh, issuing an executive order because, Sister Pamela, you can't tell him he's not the pharaoh, okay? He issued an executive order uh, restricting... Yes, Social media. See, there's there's this war within Satan's house, okay? So we know that Donald Trump runs the United States via Twitter. He got elected on Twitter, and he governors on Twitter. He governs the country on Twitter. Now, under pressure, Twitter instituted the other day... <laughs> A fact check oh. button <laughs> right, next to, <laughs> right yep. next to his tweet. Oh, my God. Because so many people have complained bitterly that this man can say whatever he wants. He tells whatever barefaced lie he wishes to state, and nothing is, is done. And, and they're telling Twitter, you are the mechanism. You are the platform through which, so Twitter said, okay, we're not going to take him down, but what we're going to do is offer a fact check. <laughs> and the fact check is right there by the tweet. And right. so he is so infuriated. I didn't get to read it yet, uh, panel, uh, but he has issued an executive order executive today. Executive order. Executive yeah. order on this. <laughs> he got and an executive order because they pumped him on Twitter. Wow. <laughs> yeah. this, hold on, yeah. Dr. Ava. This, is when, this, when, this one, he gets the call, nigga, really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, that's what this is. I'm like, oh, my this is God. This amazing. 
It's amazing. Yes, it's is ridiculous. Oh my god. Oh my god. He said and he's gonna again, strip. But, but who's the big beneficiary of this? Oh, Us, because right. the one thing he says about them that I did hear, somebody was reading me some of the executive order. He said they are a monopoly, a monopoly, mm. and that is what they are. Okay. Right. So it is, as they say, on and popping all over America. Exactly. Let, let us, let's not forget about the states versus the feds. Okay, oh, and Come and on. now of course, Trump and uh, Barr sent the feds in to Minneapolis, and really, as Sister Pam was pointing out, it's really just to try to quell the protests with but, National Guard. And now, and now here's the National Guard with the tear gas and and the guns and the whole thing. But meanwhile, you have. White people yes, throwing around shopping carts outside of Target. You have, <laughs> you, have, <laughs> you, have you have black people beating beating. Uh, I mean, just they just beat this police cruiser into the ground with some bats. Oh yeah. And and so you, as you mentioned earlier, brother brother Terrence, the minister called it in 2015. He said justice. Or else. Period. Justice or else. Period. Period. So we're going to get back to the phones uh, while we got a little bit of uh, time left. We have the separator on the line, Brother Louis Ali, with his comment. Assalamu alaikum, Brother Louis. Wa alaikum salam, Dr. Ava Muhammad. How you doing? Oh, we're, we're doing much better now that I've been able to interact with the <laughs> panel and the callers. Yes. Thank you so much for your powerful, powerful introductions each Friday Thank night you, to the study course. They've Thank been you, excellent. Sir. We've been doing them on Zoom, and Crazy, uh, we just came out of Ramadan. It it was so beautiful and so powerful, and you gave us so much to think about in terms of uh, separation. I'll move very quickly. You know, we just came come past the one-year anniversary since Twitter and Facebook banned the Honorable Minister Lewis Farrakhan. Come on, talk about it. And Minister Farrakhan said on the prayer line, he talked about a war that they were planning. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that that war is a foreign war. I don't know where it is, Come but on, man. it could Come very on. well be a civil war with something that they have planned against us. And they don't want a voice like the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, who had enough wisdom and guidance to let a woman, a black woman, be the point person for (laughs) separation. So we need more women to teach separation. Use your influence to teach separation from our enemies and oppressors so that we might have an opportunity to be men, because right now most of us are just males. But what I didn't hear, Dr. Ava, is these National Reaction Network Integrationist Homophile Negro Leadership well, that is always out there protesting. I didn't hear them protest or call a press conference when they banned the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And what has happened mm-hmm. is, if you look in Minneapolis, they put up Andre, but he calls himself Andrea Jenkins, 
a full transvestite, transgender homophile to be the spokesperson for black people. So people all over the world can see that image and not have any sympathy for what they intend to do to us because you will not make the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan out of a liar. So we need to pick up the pace in making our communities safe and decent places to live. And if there are any upcoming Zoom town halls on separation, I want to see how I can participate and help. May Allah bless you and thank you for making us stronger uh, and think harder about separation and all of these and ending all these laffy taffy conversations. We don't want to hear from integrationist Negroes on what they think. We want Mr. Muhammad's program. So may Allah bless you That's all. That's right. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you, Brother Louis, for always giving us that sobering and very powerful reminder of what the the ultimate mission is. It it is to get away from the enemy of God and ourselves. And, you know, I was was sharing today with someone that um, listening to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad on one of his lectures, um, he said he was when he spoke about separation and and why he presses it so hard, and he said, "What I'm trying to do is get you out of the way." That's what's at the root of it. And when you think about Minister Farrakhan's study course and these powerful divine principles that he teaches, and then he gives us very easy to follow practical application to help us evolve from man to God, man meaning male and female, into God. Because that's what we're trying to become. That's right. You know, you don't you don't just say, oh, I'm 21, I'm a grown man, I'm a grown woman. Well, being a man, a grown man or woman is, is just part of the way. That's right. You, you, your goal is to become a god. That's right. So that's just like running half the race and having a seat and, and dropping out. If, you're, if you and I are satisfied with just saying, I'm a grown woman, I'm a grown man, uh, and, and that's from living under white people because that's all they can become. Their that's time right. is up. Allah allowed them to be the god of their world. For a 6,000-year period, which ended in 1914. And the only thing holding them up now is our state of mind. We're keeping them in a position by how we perceive them because we are gods. And so what we perceive is reality. And so he said if you stop thinking about white people, they will cease to exist. But we're not going to stop thinking about them as long as we live among them. That's right. He said we need to be quarantined. We need a generation, beloved, that will grow up and never encounter them. Man. Then you can go back and, and do trade or whatever for whatever of them are left until they leave the planet entirely, which they will. That's right. But we have to rear up an entire generation that knows nothing about them in terms of any interaction. 
That's called a complete purge, complete detox. Brother Jabril Muhammad called self-improvement, the basis for community development, the mother of detoxification. Praise be to Allah. Okay. And so this, this is what all of this is about. It is pushing us to give up on the, on the devil. Man. You know, it's like your grandmother's hitting your legs with that switch. And t- I'm sorry, Grandma, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I'm not going to call my sister names anymore. This is what's ha- We're getting a weapon. That's right. And we're blessed that it's a weapon because what's next is is complete obliteration of us. So we need, and the messenger also said on that same uh, lecture, he said, you can pray later. Wow. For now... You need to get out of the way. The way I heard that. That's you hear right. what I said? That he said. That's right. You this can say that again, Doctor. Messiah. He said, "You can pray later." Wow. Right now you need to get out of the way. Man. The Lord of the world has. White America in his crosshairs, and you're standing in the way. That's what he's telling Man. us. And Dr. Avery, and there's going to come going. a time when he's going to have to fire at him, whether we're standing there or not. He's taken this beyond any level of tolerance that could ever be conceived of in the history of creation from 76 trillion years ago. There's never been this much love and patience demonstrated. That's right. That's right. But he said his mercy is abundant, but it is not infinite. Man. Come on. So, Dr. Ava, so, you done said yes, that sir. word, and July Uh-oh. 4th, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. <laughs> <laughs> the national representative, the Honorable Minister Farrakh, I mean, national spokesperson for the Honorable Ford. Minister Farrakh, has hey, spoken. He dropped the mic, the, and the that's real all got to say. The real Independence Day, the true Independence Day, he will address the world on that day. Sister Mariam, name that book. It's the Power to Break Generational Pain. It's on Amazon. Uh, you can just search it by putting in my name, Mariam Muhammad. All right. Y'all got that. Because we got to be healthy. We have to be spiritually healthy, mentally healthy, but also physically healthy so we can be around. That's right. So may Allah bless all of us with love and the light of understanding. <laughs> Thank you, Brother Terrence. Thank you, Sister Rona, Brother Reuben, Sister Pamela, Sister Mariam, all of those who have yes, called in, those who waited and said,